Okay, is this a good thing or a bad thing that my girlfriend and I are interested in planning a vacation around visiting the Taco Bell headquarters to try out experimental Taco Bell food in California? I am just so enthralled by your guys' story because it has confirmed that like there is truly someone for everyone out there. <laughs> so pot for every lid. You found the girl who wants to plan a vacation around going to the Taco Bell headquarters. I think that's great. I think it's beautiful. Thank you. I think it's really cool. Where's the Taco Bell headquarters? In Irving, California. Do they have Taco Bell rides? Do they have like a sauce water slide? Oh, man. I would slide down a mild hot sauce slide. Oh, God. Like think about all the places that would get. It would just singe every orifice. (laughs) There was a time uh, where I spent a lot of hours pouring mild hot sauce pockets into hot pockets mild hot sauce packets into a a bottle they don't sell it they do but then i'm not gonna buy another bottle i'm just gonna restock using the packets you know i remember there were a bunch of girls in high school who would save up the ones that were like i love you will you marry me and they would throw them on stage at bands (laughs) that would suck they're all stepping on hot sauce packets as they're performing (laughs) Yeah, red jumpsuit apparatus had it rough back then. <laughs> I guess what's what's really different between that and a pair of soaking wet panties, though, you know? So much. There is a lot <laughs> different between those two objects. <laughs> this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. <laughs> it's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast for people who are housewives. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm yours to have and to hold in sickness and in health, Dylan Bergasa. I actually heard it was good. It's Ryland. What do you wait? I'm sick and feverish in the brain. <laughs> what are you referring to? Uh, that's just a thing that I want people to say more often. I actually heard it was good. So I actually heard it was good. You're yeah. bringing optimism into. Yes, exactly. I think that's a good catchphrase to repeat I actually, often. I actually this heard is it about was Jurassic good. World. I actually heard it was good. <laughs> <laughs> All of these summer flicks look fun to me. I saw Incredibles 2 twice, and I really recommend wow. it. Hey, Ryland, did you hear how POTUS is kidnapping uh, children from okay. their parents with no right. plan on how um, to uh, get them back? Where's your catchphrase? Hey, hey, okay, not everything you can be optimistic about, but, you know... Some things you can be. <laughs> Lifepile Podcast is the podcast for housewives who don't let facts get in between them and the lifestyle section. Every week, we bring you lifestyle tips for the hungry housewife and review some of the hottest housewife lifestyles to live out there. If you haven't picked it up yet, folks, this week is our housewife again. Wife pile, that's right. Yeah, wife pile. Who's got the first lifestyle tip for us? Wait, wait. I did just make a horrific realization, Cam, and that is at the end of this show, you will be contractually obligated to say, wife pile, light your wife on fire. Why not say white, white your wife on file. White your wife on file. <laughs> okay, so, so you'll have to do that. White your wife on file. Yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, well, no matter what, I'll be reviewing my contracts more closely in the future. Um, so you just got the first lifestyle tip for us. You know, I can drop a hot lifestyle on us. So this episode is dedicated to wives. Um, and I know that wives are very busy uh, trying to keep up with the latest video game releases, uh, all that word working they're trying to do, watching all the football on ESPN that they can. So I did a couple works for them. Okay. These works are going to fast food places and trying the newest, hottest fast foods so they can know what's the hottest okay oh my gosh tell me all right so a bacon smokehouse burger from mcdonald's (laughs) yeah so nice i tried it twice okay yeah i had it once i don't go to mcdonald's i don't like mcdonald's however whatever something about this lured me in and let me tell you 
Yum, yum, yum. Okay, that's three yums out of three from me. Nice. There, uh, Dylan, you might have seen this on Twitter, but uh, I went to 7-Eleven and I tried a Captain Crunch Slurpee. No, you did not. I don't know if this is new or not, but it's the first time I've ever seen this, and I am sort of a Slurpee connoisseur. Uh, and this Captain Crunch Slurp... Why can't I say that? Captain Crunch Slurpee... Quanch. <laughs> ...is disgusting out of three yums. Of course it is! <laughs> I mean, what part of the crunch remains in the Slurpee, and how can that possibly exist with Slurpee? Okay, Ugh. looking at it, looking at it, it's yeah. it's blue. So you're like, oh, it's going to taste like the Crunch Berries. But then yeah. you drink it, and it's like they took all the Crunch Berries out and all the good sugar out and just left bread in there and mushed that oh. into a Slurpee. <sighs> and it's so, like, it's weirdly disgusting that they would put this in a 7-Eleven machine. So, yeah. wives, watch out for that one. It's disgusting out of three yums, okay? What, what was the name of it? That that thing that I talked about in the 60s is so long ago? Oh, yeah. Was it a cr- the, crunch shake? There was something clever about it. Yeah. Um, I don't think there was. It really <laughs> just seems like they rebranded that and like were, made it new for the new generation. I bet they just had a bunch of leftover stock in a warehouse and were like, let's just sell it to sell and That's true. And I, I think it would be all, it would be better if it was like more of a milkshake type texture, but it is a Slurpee and that's disgusting. I was going to say Slurpees, when I think of Slurpees, it's like ice plus syrup. Right. So it's just like ice and bread in a cup. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you find what it was called, Dylan? Ship shake. Ship shake. Okay, uh, so this Captain Crunch Slurpee gets a shit shake out of me. Uh, and uh, my last one for you guys, the Taco Bell Watermelon Freeze. I know this isn't the most brand new thing. However, Taco Bell has a watermelon freeze, and something cool about it is they put in fake watermelon seeds. And they give you like a thick boba straw so you can suck the seeds up into it. And the seeds are made of candy. It's like a nerd. Whoa. Yeah. Okay, you got me back there. Looking at it, I thought they were real seeds. I was like, why the hell did they put actual (laughs) seeds into this? Like, so you just have to spit them out. But I would actually recommend it. Get that watermelon freeze without the seeds. And you can request that if you want. Uh, The seeds are not worth it, but they're cool. They're, cool. they're they're fun to try. So that gets a, a one yum out of three for me. And there you go, housewives and wives. Cammy, you got a feverish tip for us? I've got a hell of a feverish tip for y'all in honor of Wife Pile, our wife extravaganza. And in honor of the continuation of my favorite month ever, oh, no. Spider Pride Month, July. <sighs> I'm taking a tip straight out of Greek and Roman mythology. It's a tip you've all probably heard before, but it's always good to hear it again. And it's a tip that comes to us in the form of the moral of a story. Everyone remembers the story of Arachne, the woman who claimed that her weaving was better than that of Athena, the god of crafts herself, right? So uh, for you guys who don't remember, Arachne was a weaver who thought her stuff was hot shit, hot fire. And she was like, you know what? I could weave better than Athena herself. Damn. And Athena, the goddess of crafts, was like, what? Let me check this out and set up a competition with Arachne. And then Arachne kicked her butt at weaving. (gasps) And Athena was like, well, bam, I turn you into a spider and you spend the rest of your days weaving. Oh, you think you're hot shit. Right? And this is a great lifestyle tip to everyone out there. If you are confident in your craft (laughs) and if you work hard, you can get promoted to doing the thing you love full time. (laughs) Arachne was hardworking. She was dedicated and she was confident enough to break through the glass ceiling and say, hey, you know what? I'm better at this than you. Damn. And in reward, she got to pay her room and board by doing the thing she loved, weaving. All right. That's a success story. Do people charge spiders rent? You know, Ryland, no one charges spiders rent because they build their own houses. Whoa, shit, dog. Checkmate. Yeah, checkmate. Arachne's better off than you are. 
Okay. I could build my own house. Thanks. Go do it. <laughs> go do it. I want to see you. I want to watch. Stay. Don't hang up. Keep the camera pointed at you and go do it. I want to see well, it. Okay. I got a lifestyle <laughs> tip for you guys. This one's pretty simple. Get a prenup, ladies. You know these men's out here. They ain't shit. They're trying to come for your gold, your jewels, your riches, your dragons, uh, loot, and you gotta you gotta protect yourself appropriately. That's true. I was reading about a one miss Britney Spars. And when she, I don't know if you guys remember this, married a great man named Kevin, Kevin Federlin, yes. um, who was not that great. She married a fedora wearing trash bag. Named. Oh, was he bad? I mean, I know he wore fedoras. Was he actually bad? And you know what? That's enough for me, Ryland. So <laughs> he put on a fedora and he was dead to me. And okay. Brittany, unfortunately, as we all do, we all go through this phase where we date a person who is the personification of evil and we're blind to it in the moment that was miss britney's time and she was so head over heels for mr kevin everyone was like you are worth like a gazillion dollars you need to protect it and she was like no we're in love and i love him and he loves me and it's love and we're gonna be together forever and it's love and at the last second someone was like please and she was like okay fine she did it Boom, relationship crashed and burned a little while later, and he only got a million dollars, which is still a fucking lot. But when you think about how Britney Spears is worth more than the combined GDPs of the Eastern Hemisphere, he could have gotten a lot more. So get a prenup, ladies. Mm, that is great advice. I'm 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 happy that Britney was able to protect herself from that fedora. Me too. And now she's dating a non-fedora have you guys seen you guys are keeping up with britney spears's instagram right of course yeah yeah <laughs> she runs it herself which uh, not a lot of public people can say i but love the drawings her kids uh make and yeah. she puts up wait do you actually follow her <laughs> i for some reason i randomly just watched a video about a britney spears video game and they were talking about looking on her instagram at pictures of her children and so there you go how t- coincidence wait in the video game people talking over a video game of britney spears from like 2000 and they they talked about her instagram so whoa coincidence yes the final boss cam is this big fedora with arms and legs and you have to jump on its back and then when it's prone you use your microphone to beat it into um obscurity <laughs> blast <laughs> <laughs> and now her current husband like bench press bench presses her on instagram so. oh that's cute upgrade that's fantastic and hey you know people have a negative association with prenup but if you think about it someone in the couple very well may be taking five to ten to eighteen years out of their resume in which they will be unemployed And if you love someone, you should exchange that employment time with an equivalent amount of money, which is to say for the periods when someone's working from home, homekeeping, why not take a section of money and put it in a high interest yield bank account and set that aside to reward them for sacrificing their career for taking care of people. Hmm. That's true. And what an interesting way to like that we've come to view relationships or like when this ends. Like, I will have my account set up, my marriage account, and that'll be my safety net afterwards. But that's, you know, monogamy is not real. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it is. It is. Monogamy is really real, but you don't know what's going to happen. Because what if you die and your wife, who has been taking care of the kids for 10 years, is going out to get jobs and is like, oh, I see there's a 10-year blank spot on your resume. I don't want to hire you. Right? Right? Yeah. It's not just about monogamy not being real is about planning for future things that can happen Mm. dylan did you know that 75 percent of first marriages don't end in divorce i did not that's good i would have thought it was higher because that's all anyone wants to talk about anymore i know yeah see the millennials grew up with the 50 percent divorce rate man like this is bullshit and we done flipped it around i mean that divorce rate doesn't say okay if this is your third marriage this doesn't go into the divorce rate percentage like it's people getting divorced multiple times that's pumping that number up Hmm. so serial divorcees Mm -hmm. i want to see the charts on our generation for our kids to be like when we were growing up 60 percent of marriages were open my parents just had a revolving door installed in the house because there was a point where this was just a 24-hour 
concession stand all you can eat come on in everybody from the neighborhood didn't work didn't have jobs never did any laundry zero percent divorce rate (laughs) (laughs) well y'all let me jump in with the first lifestyle because when we agreed to do the wife style podcast (laughs) focusing on the housewife i had a lot of ideas for topics I thought about doing people going crazy in the 1950s because they were in the work market and then they got stuck at home after people came home from the war and they went crazy. Mm. I thought about doing Mama's Little Helper because God knows my grandma was a housewife in on a bunch of pills. I thought about doing Bolsheviks because in the Bolshevik Revolution, they said, women... You belong in the workplace. And then once the communists took, they took over, they were like, women, wasn't it kind of mean of the Bolsheviks to make you come out of the kitchen? Why don't you go on back there now? And then I thought about doing the yellow paper, the yellow uh, wallpaper, that great short story about a woman being driven crazy by being locked up in a house. And I thought about doing the story of an hour, the other short story about a woman being very happy to find out their husband is dead. But all these things made me depressed. And then I remembered when I was in a sociology class in college, our sociology teacher said, hey, if you would ever consider being a stay-at-home dad, go ahead and throw your hand up in the air. And I, I'm kind of into the idea of being a stay-at-home dad. Sounds great. And I threw my hand up in the air thinking that I would be one of a selection of people in the like 150 person class and I was the only person and so then the class became just me and the teacher and she's like okay I'm just talking directly to you now your favorite yeah right I was like uh, uh. she's like you're gonna have to have a conversation at some point in your life with whoever you are romantically involved with and uh, it's a good chance it's gonna end the relationship because people have ideas and things they want and uh, you better figure this shit out early on. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I just want to put it up to these manly men here. Stay at home, dad. Live it or leave it. Because you're going to have to have a tough conversation. Yeah. I've thought about this a lot. Um, I think I'm, I would have raised my hand. Like I... I I don't know. I'm still at a point where I ju- I just am not uh, in the mood to be setting out a lot of hard like I plan on blank. I will only be happy if blank. I don't know what my long term partner is going to be like or what I'm going to be like when I meet them. Right. But I agree with Cam. Sounds like it could be a great life if I if I ever got pregnant. I think I'd be a good dad, and I would like to foster some babies from home Mm -hmm. i think it's a a great opportunity to practice martial arts uh, to train your body and your children's body into being a fighting force to be contended with so anybody who thinks like oh wow you're a stay-at-home dad let me challenge your manliness right now okay how about we fight and then you're like this is the moment i'm waiting for and you pull out a kiddie pool and you fill it with KY jelly and you're like, let's do this thing. And then just when he thinks he has you beaten, okay, because you aren't using all of your power because you have a hidden trick up your sleeve, okay, you call out your eight-year-old son. Be like, hey, Jen. His name is Jen. His okay? name is Jen. And he's coming out here and he's going to finish off this challenging manly man, okay? Ow. He, because we've been training together, dude, and he, so I'm so strong, you know my son Jin is even stronger because I trained him from birth, and dude. And spry. Yeah, I started training when I was 38, when I first became a father, okay? He's been training since he was one day old, okay? Okay. I put a hand, uh, what do you call it? A handbell? Uh, uh, a weight. <laughs> a weight? A weight in his baby hands. And he's been lifting that ever since, okay? okay? And I just want this man to be humiliated by my eight-year-old son, Jen, okay? Yeah. I think this is a great lifestyle. Live it. Jen comes out flying off the back porch. He wraps both his legs around this challenger's neck and pins him to the ground. Then you go, and his twin sister 
mm, tonic comes flying <laughs> off the patio as well and just bam, 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 treating his face like one of those speed bags. Yes. Yes. Down for the count. KO. Ryan, this is great because you don't want to let a bully take over your life. Because that's what they want to mm-hmm. do. They want to get in your head, get under your skin, and, and ruin your life. And you don't want to yep. let a bully take over your life. So that's why you should commit your life to a bully before ever meeting him. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's there's strength in building your own physical strength even without an adversary you know like it can be a meditative process and me and my my kids gin and tonic we're gonna be very meditative during our workout sections see i think when i'm a stay-at-home dad my my life is gonna be less on the workout side and more on the meditative side i think there's gonna be a lot of qvc i do think there's gonna be a craft room in my home mm-hmm. yeah see ryland i think you've got this all flipped around backwards because day one my kid's born i slap a compass in one hand with a slide rule and in the other hand i slap down a graphic calculator and from day one, I'm teaching that kid to be a rocket scientist. Hey. Okay. Now you're saying, oh, hey, come wrestle me in gin and tonic. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, sorry, we're lost in space. I don't have time. We're rocketing around the galaxy. You see that? You All see right. how it's done, Ryland? Yeah, I see. This is called breaking the rules because stay at home is not go to space okay that's not a stay at home dad that's a go to space dad you gotta stay in your house and you gotta work out (laughs) yeah so ryland's kids are going to bully my kids in high school cam's cam's kids are going to set up the colony that all of our kids have to escape to when we eventually exhaust this planet of all its resources i think when my kid's born i'm just gonna pick them up going to open that Ziploc bag and I'm just going to put the baby right in it because I'm going to be a helicopter hover dad to the nth degree. Whoever my husband is, is going to need to be like a rub some dirt in it kind of guy. Cause I'm like, I don't want my kid to ever be sad. I don't want my kid to get hurt or bump into anything. And I don't want my kid to have any negative experiences and it's not going to be great for the kid. I think but I don't want that stress. <laughs> but you're committed. I'm you committed. Don't want what stress? I don't want the stress of watching the child that I bore that came forth from my canals to experience hardship and pain. That's an extension of me. But you are stressing yourself out by monitoring them all the time. No, because I'm going to be so good at it. Y'all ever see Bubble Boy? Oh, he Ooh, was he yes. was very well adjusted. Exactly. Um, Roland, I do want to point out, especially because you objected, that your children absolutely are going to be bullies. <laughs> because from, no, they are from not. day one, you have taught them nothing but insecurity and the will to defend that insecurity through violence. You think they're not going to come across some kids and just be like, well, I know how to handle this situation. Wow, this is only in self-defense, okay? This is only when somebody comes and tries to pick a fight with you. I would never encourage inciting violence in my children, okay? They are going to know how to control their ultimate power more than your kids ever would, okay? Oh, so, Cam, when your kids are getting shouted down in the hallway by Ryland's kids who are like, ha, ha, there's Trevor. He doesn't know how to control his ultimate power. How are you going to counsel your kids to defend themselves? Oh, no. When my kids come to me crying, gin and tonic are bullying us. I'm going to say bullying. Where did you learn that word? That has nothing to do with rocket science. Have you oh, been God. studying other texts? And then I'll take out the ruler and I'll start whipping it around real fast and hard. And you'll fly and you'll up fly just away. like That's right. Mary Poppins. That's right. Yeah, my kids will read about your kids on social media, but we'll be studying at the Dylan Bragasa Academy for the Arts and Sciences that oh takes gosh. place in my living room. So I feel bad for your kids when when they grow up and move out of the house and they don't know how to deal with anything, Dylan. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah, well, I feel bad for Ryland's kids when they grow up and punch out of the house and then punch everything they come across. I feel bad for Cam's kids who are just going to be a couple of point dexters who are always going to have their eyes on the stars and their heads in the clouds come back down to earth johnson family well i think we've discovered a lot and i think we're ready to do it stay at home dad live it or leave it i'm gonna say pretty obviously live it i think i've got it nailed live it 
Uh, yeah, I mean, there's going to be a bunch of holes in my walls and all my windows will be broken <laughs> from all our rigorous training, but I'm definitely going to live it. Now, on the flip side, after hearing about all of our children, I do think this is a great mistake. And <laughs> if there was anything that could stop us, it should be done now. But I can't think of a thing. Me neither. I'm extremely fertile, so I will be having kids uh, soon. I have noticed that about you, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, Dylan, you are a field ready be plowed. Ooh, are <laughs> y'all... I gotta pee. You guys gotta invent a podcast while I pee. Uh oh. Cam's okay. pee pee time with Dylan and Ryland. Why don't I pee? Why don't I pee? You do pee. Like that's I... your brand. That's your thing. <laughs> we haven't oh. done this story in the in the podcast yet. But Ryland did tell Cam and I a story about how he pees in bottles all the time and uh, saves it in his closet. And then one day he did come <laughs> home and find that all the pee bottles were gone. And so someone in the house must have emptied them. Which is upsetting. Right. Yes. This is definitely exactly the story. This is was very true. 100%. No, I don't still do this. Okay. Oh, yeah. When I was in middle school, I didn't want to walk in the hallway to the bathroom because I was embarrassed and I was like, my parents are asleep and I don't want to wake them up. So I'll pee in my room. Okay. Got a problem with that? Come fight me. Oh, all right. No. <laughs> me and gin and tonic are ready for you. <laughs> no, I'm not coming down to your turf. If you got gin and tonic hiding in the shadows somewhere, I'm going to stick here with my bubble boy i was a bubble boy i was a bubble Were you? boy. i was i was put in a bubble the moment i was born i don't have that sense of you i feel like you were huck finn lifestyle where you were down mm. by the creek and you were making rafts and fishing oh. for crawdads you ever go fishing you ever go hunting no i would not me neither and i know i know there are like legitimate reasons for hunting like to control population of animals Mm -hmm. but taking a picture with the corpse of an animal that's bleeding from the mouth it's like what the fuck is wrong with you how do you think this is a facebook profile picture let alone a tinder profile picture you're disgusting you haven't seen that no but i don't doubt that that is a thing the one i see ad nauseum is the fish the fish is like the low-key one of that Mm. but lots of pictures of dudes proudly holding a fish on their tinder profile yeah the fish is that mischievous god do ladies do that do ladies have fish pictures on tinder you guys uh they have catfish pictures whoa Whoa! i thought you were attractive (laughs) i definitely do see the lady with the rifle picture quite a bit (gasps) yeah i think girls like want to display like they want to challenge norms or something so they use there's a lot of hunting girls that i see they're like i'm not other like other girls i'm a cool girl i will shoot you to death yes i like beer and anal i mean let's not forget though (laughs) that there are a lot of hunter associations that not only reduce numbers but also increase numbers because a lot of hunters are of the mind that they want to kill animals and they want their children to kill animals and they want their children to kill animals. So they do a lot to the preservation and continuation of species. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you guys want to do a podcast about wives? Hell yeah. (laughs) Rylan, what lifestyle you got? All right, guys. So wives exist in the United States. We all know that. We all know that they're not hiding from anybody. Okay. (laughs) But they also exist in planes beyond our comprehension. I'm talking about the two dimensional plane. We can't comprehend that up, down, left, right. That makes no sense. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about waifus okay so <laughs> oh i thought we were going to back to flatland <laughs> i mean we might as well it's basically the same thing basically okay same thing. so waifus for anybody that doesn't know it originated in this show called azumanga dayo in which a a person speaking heavily accented english talks about my waifu Okay, and so it refers to an actual a person, a real life person like you or me or anybody else listening to this show who falls in love with an animated character and starts a real life relationship with this person. Okay, and I I went to reddit.com slash r slash waifuism which is a very serious, it's like the best place to go if you're very serious about waifus, okay? 
And I want to read to you guys some of the rules of what you have to do to really have a waifu. Okay. Oh, there's barriers to entry. There are barriers. And on this on this subreddit, if you break any of these rules, you will get a permanent ban. Okay. Whoa. Yeah. So first of all, you may only have one waifu. Okay. Oh. If something oh. changes in your relationship and you break up and find someone else, that's fine. Okay. That's different. But never more than one at a time. Waifuism is a serious commitment, and we expect people to treat their waifu like they would a spouse. So right out the gate, we're starting with this puritanical waifuism. Yeah, yes, yeah. I feel and constricted. Yeah, like it's messed up because I want to I want to be married to Garfield and Odie at the same time. <laughs> and I think they'd be cool with it, you know? I could bounce between the two like a ping pong ball, but apparently not to waifuism. So... You just brought up something interesting. Can I have a husfoo? Yes, you definitely can. It's called a husbando. Husbando? <gasps> husbando? Husbando. And I do want to point out that Dylan loves to say how monogamy isn't real. And look at the egg on his face, because obviously it is, because here are a bunch of <sighs> a men and their waifus living that monogamous lifestyle. That's true. That's Even true. Even though Ryland would prefer to have a couple of husbandos. Are they? Hard? Oh, yeah, I guess they're both men. I didn't realize that, but whatever. I'm cool with it. Okay. All right. Here's another thing that will get you banned from our waifuism. Okay. <laughs> okay. It just says 3D real people. Okay. So you, if you are having a waifu, you cannot also have a real person relationship too. Oh. When we're saying monogamous, we mean monogamous. Okay. Yeah. That is real, Dylan. Okay. Well, it is very real. I believe it when I see it. Also, you cannot do hug blanketing. What? What is that? <laughs> hug blanketing refers to when you are using a waifu simply as a tool to make yourself feel better. What? Okay? Yes. If you explicitly plan to end your relationship with your waifu at a later date or in order to date a real person, <sighs> then you are not welcome. All right, perma ban. Who knew that like the dudes in the waifu community are like at least 0.75 miles ahead of regular relationship straight dudes. They're like relationships are not medicine. I think that's a beautiful sentiment. Actually, yeah. I didn't think about it like that, but because it was a cartoon character and I was like this is stupid. However, I think you're right, Dylan. They should treat these relationships seriously. That is like a personal rule that I have. I cannot believe the Venn diagram of Dylan and waifu boys. What are they called? What are, can I call them something? Do they have a term? Uh, are they waif- husbandos if they have a waifu? Oh, no, I don't think so. Because a husbando's two-dimensional. Right, right. I would call them a waifuist. Well, <laughs> can we call them that? Uh, yes i mean this is the waifuism subreddit oh that's a good point waifuist i'm a waifuist yeah okay i'll roll with that they might call themselves weeaboos maybe that but that i think that's an offensive term i think they just call themselves married (gasps) oh wow cam with these 2069 politics wow opening our eyes dude opening our third eyes opening our eyes man okay your waifu has to have sentience and mental maturity okay Um, so you you can't date a cartoon calculator unless (laughs) it has sentience and mental maturity okay i get what you're saying so i can't be like i really love the van from scooby-doo and she is my waifu you have to pick velma or daphne yeah, which I guess is like respectful to the van or something. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> that van should have a choice. You're right. You're right. And but this sort of messes up my dream team of Garfield and Odie, because then I, I think that I could only have Garfield then and not Odie. Because Odie's like too dumb to consent. Yeah, I don't think he has mental maturity. <laughs> but Garfield's down to fuck. Garfield is smart as hell, dude. He went to Yale. <laughs> what? what? Is that canon? <laughs> All right, let me see where Garfield went to college. I know he went somewhere. Why did you think he went to college? <laughs> 
<laughs> Garfield went to college. The movie. Can you imagine being John and being like, I pay $28 a week for lasagnas for this damn cat that will not move out of my house. But I also paid for an entire Harvard education and he <laughs> refuses to go make a life for himself. And he refuses to build one single rocket. Not one rocket has he rocket scienced yet. Well, I'll tell you what, Garfield would not last a second in the Camden Johnson household. No, no. He would put that cat to work. You better work it, cat. You better work, cat. You want a Maserati? You want a lasagna? You better work, cat. <laughs> well, whatever. I don't see where he went to college, but I'm just going to say Yale, okay? Uh, also, so some people... Okay. They they want to expand their family. They might have a waifu. They might have a husband though. But they also want to have a daughteru or a sonfu. Okay. You, and are, this, are these real? Did you make those two up or those real? No, that is real. Daughteru. Say them again. Daughteru and sonfu. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. okay. And if you are a true waifuist, you need to make a true commitment to whatever daughteru or sunfu you take on okay they treat it the same way you would treat real adoption of a real child i'm sorry i shouldn't use the word real because these are real relationships congratulations but it is against the rules that it be with a real person it is a real relationship but it's against the rules for it to be with a real person um, I don't know. I think you could have a real daughter and a daughter Rue at the same time, <laughs> but not <laughs> but the mother of the real daughter. What will your waifu say about the woman you fathered that child with? Well, hopefully your waifu would be understanding and be like, yes, That's you not are a single father. You're Banned single father. from the subreddit. Banned from the subreddit. <laughs> would your daughter call your waifu a step mama Rue? I'm trying to like wrench a RuPaul joke into this because all of her drag daughters call her Mama Ru, but oh. I'm not finding a way to make it work. Um, Can you imagine as a child competing with your parents' imaginary child? You're never going to top them. You're never going to best them. It's always going to be, why can't you be more like Sunaru? And you're like, I finish my dinner every night. Name one night Dadaru has finished her dinner. Now, <laughs> oh, damn, you got me there. Dadaru doesn't eat. I wonder if there's like, you have to order an expecting waifu, like separate pillow for the nine months leading up oh oh and it has a daughteru inside of it that you unzip oh this is a great business opportunity i would be surprised if something like this didn't already exist maybe no way what we're gonna mail you pregnant waifu pillows of course that has to <laughs> that exist that does not right? exist that you there's... unzip and there's just a daughteru or a sunfu in there that absolutely sounds like a thing that is real all right i get married to garfield right i can't get married <laughs> to Odie. i'm sorry and i get pregnant with garfield who does garfield give birth to Rosie john O'Donnell. oh <laughs> oh you cannot have an original character as your waifu or husband though you can't just make up somebody well that would okay? be weird that would be weird <laughs> if you just made up some person to have a relationship with however it doesn't apply to daughterus or sunfus okay if you want to create an original character child that's fine since many people want to think about a biological kid anyways you know what <laughs> what is parenthood but creating your own ocs <laughs> <laughs> but also, uh, well, something I like about this is your love. This is part of the rule. Your loved one is not your creation to play God with. Okay, elaborate. So, like, that's why they don't want you to just make your own. It has to be something that was created, just like a real life human being. I'm sorry, I shouldn't say real life. Um, just like a three dimensional person. <laughs> It's sort of respectful. I, I'm surprised how respectful this is. I am starting to get lost in the logistics of this, which is maybe I'm missing the point. So you can't make decisions for your waifu. You can't be like, my waifu decides to watch Netflix with me. Now. I don't know. I How do you do it with something that isn't alive? 
<laughs> I mean, it has to, you. There has to be some amount of creativity in saying yes. My wife, who has these personality traits or something, but it must be you build a character sheet. It must be in line with the pre-existing character. So, if you were gonna date uh, Marge Simpson from The Simpsons, okay, when you're filling out that character sheet, it has to be talks like this, and <laughs> and it has to be like understanding and kind, and it would be it would line up with how she is on the tv show and then she's got stats and then you get out your marge d20 and you roll for dinner and see what she was in the mood to make that night or not or maybe you're maybe if marge has the job what if your waifu is your primary income for the house what if she has a job that she's got to go to you're the stay-at-home husbando you're the stay-at-home husbando you got a working waifu there is a company in japan it's called gatebox okay and they are working on this um hologram technology to try to make waifus more realistic and give them an ai oh and like they it's smart home technology so it can like cook your food while you're at work and like turn on your lights when you get home and stuff like that (sighs) and one of i mean it's totally a gimmick but they're like any one of our employees that has a waifu if you like prove that you're married to this waifu we give you a stipend for your waifu (sighs) So they will give you five thousand extra dollars a year because you have a waifu. So it's sort of is a source of income, just so you can take care of your waifu like she deserves. This is her. What? That movie? Oh, <laughs> yes, I know. Yeah, I think you're thinking of This Is Us, Dylan Ryland, <laughs> Ryland no. Dylan. <laughs> One time, I saw a Christmas sweater. You know, they've got the the knit Christmas sweaters uh, with the scenes on them. And this one was a fireplace scene. And in the fireplace part, the sweater had a hole in it, a rectangular hole and a pocket behind that hole. And you slide a smartphone down into it and you play a video of a fireplace crackling. And I'm wondering if the step between hollow waifu and current 2D waifu would be you could put an AI in a pillow waifu, waifu, you know? Sounds a little 3D to me. Sounds like you're thinking a little bit too 3D, Dylan. What if I'm what if I'm the Elon Musk of 2018? What if the next Amazon, the next Apple is my business where the three of us are on Skype all day and we just Skype to someone's waifu and play the waifu and and role play with the person? And we charge a $5,000 a month stipend. Getting pretty awfully 3D, if you ask me. No, it's a 2D screen. I do think that in our future, AIs like her are going to be like, we think that's kind of weird and creepy, but I think they will be incredibly good for many people. Yeah, like I agree. Like people that need friends, people that are lonely. Like it's just so good to have somebody to talk to, you know. And I'm thinking a lot of teenagers, a lot of young people who feel lonely and sad about their life. Like it would be great to have a little waifu to talk to and a daughter and a son. <laughs> as long as that digital AI waifu reminds them that they can't plan to move on to having real relationships with the real people, and that's important. Right. <laughs> I think this is all very healthy and a great exercise and the only place it goes wrong is if you think you're going to build this up into having a real relationship with 3d people you got if you're gonna commit to this lifestyle you gotta lock the door (laughs) tape over the keyhole (laughs) i'd i'd like to move on now waifu open the pot doors waifu i'm sorry husband daughter i cannot do that And for for my final bit about waifu waifuism, okay, I just want to show that this isn't just some weird dorky human thing. All right, maybe you guys have heard of this, but waifus in nature. All right, God. have you, no, you guys? You, you guys? <laughs> I know exactly the image I'm about to see. <laughs> you guys have heard of grape coon, right? No, I have not. Grape coon, the penguin. That ringing any bells? Yes. No. Grape coon, the penguin with the waifu. How about that? That ringing any wedding bells for you? <laughs> Until you explain it, I'm gonna keep saying no. All right. So there was a zoo in Japan, and as part of a promotion, they decided to put anime characters throughout the 
zoo. And one anime character they put into the penguin exhibit. It was an anthropomorphized penguin. So it was a young woman was wearing clothes that sort of resembled a penguin. And there was a penguin living in that exhibit. His name? Grape Coon. And what happened when they put this uh, waifu in there? Oh, well, Grape Coon fell in love. All right? Grape Coon would look at this two-dimensional character and not leave its side he tried to jump up to it and would always like try to get as close as he could with it and it got so bad that they would have to take the anime character away otherwise grape coon wouldn't eat he was so obsessed with this oh my gosh yeah okay so there must be something to it. These waifuists, I think they're onto something because penguins are pretty smart birds. And if they like t- two dimensional characters, uh, they, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm hearing some wedding bells in the future. Okay. So was the, was Grape Coon's waifu a pillow? It was a cardboard cutout. So definitely two dimensional. Oh, is that the only, is that the, uh, okay. So I might be, I might've missed some key information. I was under the impression that waifus are all body pillows. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> you made your whole <sighs> way through this segment. No, 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 no. They just have to be not 3d. So I could have like a trading card sized waifu yeah. that I could bring with me everywhere. Yes. I mean, I feel like you're married to the intangible idea of the person and your wallet size Pokemon card is just your wallet photo of them. Mm. Yeah. But then also I know people go to restaurants and they like set up screens with their waifu on it and they eat with them. That's them actually eating with their waifu, I think, and not eating with an image of their waifu. Right. This is a lot more complex than we ever gave it credit for. <laughs> there, yeah, I think these are all good questions that we would have to like sign up for the subreddit in order to get answered. But I don't think that Ryland would last more than eight minutes on there before he got banned for life. I do want to say I'm sorry. Uh, Grape Coon passed away last year. Hmm. Uh, so I just want to shout out to Grape Coon up in heaven with his waifu. Uh, and he has since they have since put in a two-dimensional image of Grape Coon with his waifu in the exhibit. And it's pretty cute, but also sad. Now, do you, you said they're both in heaven? When when a husband o dies, does his waifu automatically die at the same time? Uh, hmm. Hmm. This is like a philosophical, like, if all the if all the people who remember you die... Is that when you truly die? Because now there's nothing left right. of you. I think if there's a creator, an almighty divine being who created order in our universe, that would be a shitty divine being to not give you your wife who access when you do die. That's true. That's true. Cam agrees. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I think I know a lot more about waifus now than I did earlier this morning. And uh, leave it. (laughs) All right. Leaving a respectful monogamous relationship. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. I think this is, you've really opened my eyes and you've shown me a lot of things I misunderstood and didn't know before. And just searching through the waifuism subreddit as we're speaking, um, it's really opened my eyes to a whole lot of things. And I'm going to leave it pretty, pretty, pretty hard. And then, you know what? As I take stock of my life, I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm going to live this. Wow. With no plan. <laughs> To date a physical person. That's what Life Pile's about. I mean, Life Pile's about is you, in real time, get to see these titans of lifestyling experience new lifestyles and then go back and forth on how they feel about them. That's true. It's the thrill of the show. And uh, Garfield, if you're listening, I want to make it clear I'm not hug blanketing. This is a real long-term thing for me, so I'm definitely going to live it. God, I wish a man would say that to me. <laughs> when are we going to get our first major Hollywood blockbuster waifu rom-com where he has to <sighs> run through the airport and jump past security to get to the cardboard cutout that he has left <laughs> at the terminal? 
isn't that basically what Space Jam already is? You know, come again? <laughs> no. What does that mean? <laughs> All right, Michael Jordan has to stop Bugs Bunny before he takes off on a flight to Paris. One way. <laughs> All right, you guys. I've got a lifestyle. If you wouldn't mind me diving I know, into it, me looking at a bunch of pictures of waifus, Dylan, because I, I think that's going to be the rest of my day here. All right, so Ryland, I've got a lifestyle for you, and Cam, we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. <laughs> so I think this lifestyle is going to be the first. In a series for Dylan, Ryland and Cam both have multiple series within this podcast, and I think it's high time Dylan got in on the game. My series is going to be called And Everyone Was Gay. (laughs) It's going to be a look at history and how everyone was gay for most of it, if not all of it. So we open on Kinsale, Ireland in 1698. There's this attorney named William Cormack, and he had this illegitimate daughter named Anne with his family maid. So to escape the scorn of his community, the three of them decided to immigrate to what is now Charleston, South Carolina, which I think is interesting that back in the day, if folks got some dirt on you, the protocol was like sail to the new world. Yeah. Now it's just moved to Montana. That's where everybody sucks in Montana. <laughs> so the, the child's mother died in 1711 and the teenage daughter named Anne now began to be this fierce type of person. Her father really disapproved of his daughter's quote rebellious ways so he decided to disown his daughter in 1718 and she married this poor sailor by the name of james bonnie so Anne and this new husband james set off for the bahamas because what do you do when your town in ireland has disowned you and your dad in south carolina has disowned you you travel to the new world which is the bahamas hell yeah so Anne. And her husband get there and he takes up this career as a snitch on pirates. What? The governor of the Bahamas would pay Anne's husband to pretend like he was all hunky-dory with the pirates and then give their whereabouts to the officials and he'd collect bounty on their heads. And Anne was like, you know, this fiery Irish broad and was like, yo, snitches get stitches. This is trash and I hate that I'm married to this, this guy uh, trying to make the world better. Yeah, that sucks. And he... Not making the world better, pirates only became into existence because of the unfair practices of management. So, boom. And if you had listened to my previous installment of And Everyone Was Gay, you would have heard about that, Rylant. Wow, hurtful. So, while James was off snitching for the man, Anne spent all of her time drinking at local taverns and enjoying the company of the other islanders. She was a real cool girl. And... She became especially enamored with one man named Calico Jack. (gasps) (laughs) That's super cute. His real name was John Rackham. Is he a cartoon character? Essentially, he (laughs) was a talented swordsman. He had an affinity for really garish, crazy, loud clothing. And... He was a pirate. Hmm. So Anne had grown tired of her snitchy husband and decided she was going to leave him and join Calico Jack's pirate crew. Now freeze! (gasps) rewind okay we're going back to england 1685 so a woman named ms reed gave birth to a daughter named mary okay this is this is a crazy little origin story she'd already had a son with her late husband he died at sea in the navy he's out of the picture so we got mary son and their mom ms reed mary was the result of an affair the son was the legitimate son of dead dad and that dead dad's mom, her her mother-in-law, would give them financial support because she was like, yeah, you're taking care of my grandson. So here you go. To continue to get that financial support, she was like, I got to have this illegitimate baby off in the countryside. I got to go to my girlfriend's house. Got to keep it hush, hush. She goes to the countryside to have this illegitimate baby. Son dies. Mm. So Ms. Reed now has no husband, no son, no source of financial support, and an illegitimate daughter. So what's a gal to do? She decides to raise daughter as the deceased son in order to get that cash. That's cool. So grandma is completely fooled. It totally works. They get that cash well into her late teenage years. Wow. 
the daughter's name is Mary, but now we're raising her as Mark. Wow. It's Mulan. So Mark Reed eventually grew up. He joined the British Navy. He was a powder monkey when he was a little adolescent. Throwback to Cam. (laughs) That's what they sounded like. Joined the British Navy, proved himself as the skilled fighter and sailor. Then after the war of the Spanish secession, Mark was like, I want some more adventures. Shit. I love being a sailor. Jumps on this boat to the West Indies to look for more adventure. But on the way, Mark's ship gets intercepted by pirates. At the helm of that ship <gasps> no. was Anne Bonnie and Calico Jack. No, this is not real. This is a lie. This is so cool. So the pirates notice Mark as this ferocious fighter during the acquisition of the ship. They're like, wow, he really wants to not get pirated. Okay, very cool. And they were mostly composed of a crew of Englishmen and encouraged Mark to join them because he was also English. So he obliged. It was then that he met Anne Bonnie, and the two soon developed intense secret crushes on each other. Oh. Now, it's important to note when Anne joins the pirate ship, she's now presenting as a man as well. Oh. So Anne is dressed in men's clothes, being a pirate. Mark shows up dressed in men's clothes, being a pirate. They develop these crushes on each other. We have these two people who are born as female women grew up to be uh, men who are pirates (laughs) now have crushes on each other as men, as not necessarily men, maybe. So crew members describe the two as extremely active. They're willing to do everything. They want to help out. They want to shimmy up that little rope ladder thing that they sometimes have at water parks. They want to get in the crow's nest. They want to clean out the cabin cannons. They want to, they want to polish the swords and throw them at people. And they reportedly had these really foul mouths, the sailor mouth that definitely comes from Anne and Mark. And I like to think they were just doing it to try to impress each other. They're like, oh, so you can climb up the rope ladder in five seconds. Well, <laughs> I shot a cannonball through a building. Um, so they are the, the Legolas and Gimli of pirates. I don't know that Harry Potter reference, but it all came to a head one night in Mark's bunk and pulls him aside. I was like, I got to confess. I am attracted to you, even though I've had this thing with Calico Jack for a sec. And Mark is like, listen, I like you as well. And I know you have a crush on this dude, Mark, but I do want you to see. And Mark opens his shirt and is like, I do have boobs and promises to keep the secret and is like, okay, that's totally cool. And I do want you to know. And Anne opens her shirt and is like, I do have boobs. <laughs> and they were like, cool. Okay. We will keep each other's secret. And this is when their secret relationship began. We're talking double wives. Wow. uh, You may have heard of lesbians. That's what I'm talking about. Kind of. This is beautiful. No, I want to see the show Double Double Wives Wives. on TLC. And, you know, now that the more I research this, the more I'm like, we don't have David Letterman interviews with these two people, Mark and Anne. I'm saying double wives, but I think the gender lines are kind of... fuzzy we don't really know yeah how they identify yeah sure can you imagine you're the rock and you're going on tour to promote your new (laughs) movie monsters crush buildings what's that called skyscraper monsters crush build (laughs) and you're second guest and you have to tell a funny cute story directly after ann and mark tell a funny cute story you know they have the best talk show stories you could imagine (laughs) they're like oh good one rock you dropped a sandwich from craft services on day two of shooting that's crazy crazy anyways mark back to your swashbuckling but that's why ellen and oprah are way better than any of those late night talk shows because late night talk shows they don't bring on real people with interesting stories they bring on people that pretend to be real people with interesting stories like when have you seen yodeler boy on david letterman never but on ellen (sighs) hell yeah i do like the idea though ryland that yodel boy would be a crew member on mark and ann's pirate (laughs) show (laughs) <laughs> Yodel boy. Oh, Yodel boy. No what I do. Land ho. <laughs> Yodel boy, Chewbacca bomb, and Tazonde join together on a pirate oh, ship. Oh <laughs> my god, I hate it, and I do need it, and I do need it to be made into a movie starring. 
Dwayne the Rock Johnson. No, so we get him have out of here. The most ideal situation right now. We got Ann and Mark. They're sailing the high seas with Calico Jack. They were known as the most ruthless pirates aboard the ship. They murdered. They plundered. They schemed. They made out. They lived it up in the Caribbean for a while. Near midnight on October 22nd, Ann and Mark, they're hanging out on deck. They just had a kind of a raucous night, a drinking with the bros. Maybe some darts are getting thrown. I don't think they had dartboards back then. They were hanging out. They're playing cards, playing poker, telling lewd jokes. They noticed this mysterious sloop sailing up alongside them. They realize it's one of the governor's vessels. Fucking Anne's no bunk ass, dumb ass, snitch ass, butt ass ex husband was snitching to the governor about where their pirate ship was. So they shout down to their crewmates, like, yo, we got company. A few of them come up, one of them being Calico Jack, and are like, all right, let's do this. The rest of them too drunk to come up. So it's a real small party up on deck. Uh, I know about being too drunk to come up. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. But his wife, who never complains. <laughs> Garfield? <No. laughs> so the sloops captain ordered the pirates to surrender. He's like, hey, stop and calico jack just starts shooting at him (laughs) so uh the captain of the sloop is like all right you asked for it they send this barrage of firepower at calico jack's ship sent a few of the men on deck running down into the hold with the rest of the drunk guys that are they're scared to death so they're outnumbered it's essentially calico jack and mark on the deck outnumbered calico jack's like what's the captain to do so he signals surrender Anne and mark are like what the fuck? It's not over till it's over. Mm-hmm. So they stay up on the deck. They're shooting at the governor, swinging their swords around. They're not surrendering for nobody. No, how Calico Jack goes running down into the hold. Now this awesome moment happens. Mark legend goes, was so disgusted. He stops fighting long enough to peer over the entrance to the hold and yells, if there's a man among ye, you'll come up and fight like a man. Yarby. That's beautiful. Yarby. Yar to be, sorry. No, I prefer Yarby. You come up and fight like a man that works at Arby's. <laughs> so when not a single comrade responded, Mark fires a shot down into the hold and kills one of them. Jesus. Just like, fuck you guys. <laughs> so Ann and Mark are up there. They're fighting. They finally get overpowered and taken prisoner. So everyone gets scheduled to be executed by hanging. Calico Jack's final request before he gets hung is to go see Ann. Another iconic moment. He goes up to Anne. Yo, I'm about to die. What's up? What'd you think? You got any plans? Anne is like, if you had fought like a man, you need not have been hanged like a dog. And then he died. What a brutal last thing for someone to say to you before you die. But can you blame her? She's totally right. He didn't fight like a man. So then Anne and Mark are up next. They're like, all right, time to die, y'all. They go, whoa, 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 whoa. We're actually women, and you know what? We say we're pregnant. So we're going to invoke what they called pleading the belly, which is a law that says women can have their hanging delayed if they're pregnant until after they have the baby. Wow. So both of them get sent back to jail, and they're like, oh, shit, now we're back in jail. So several months of this go by. It's a shitty, whatever, uh, zeroth century jail and mark ends up dying of this aggressive fever no mark and then Anne found a way to escape and was never heard from again <gasps> we don't know what happened to Anne. No. Anne did not get hanged and did not die in jail and some folks say that she escaped back to south carolina some folks say she hung out in the bahamas maybe got back together with her snitch ass husband which i totally don't think would have happened and would not have done that to and us and some folks say that Anne woman, she grew up to be Albert Einstein. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> no. Can you imagine if you were about to be executed and your waifu told you <sighs> that if you'd fought like a man, you would be in the spot? God. No, I couldn't. I can't imagine Garfield ever saying that to me. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not about what you imagine because you're not allowed to imagine his personality. Oh, right. Garfield is just going to say the sassy stuff that Garfield says to you. That's true. Garfield. <laughs> so, you guys, this episode is about wife pile. It's about lighting your wife on file. <laughs> and I thought you got being a wife. That's like entry level wife ism. Right. 
double wives, right? Lesbian couple. That's like a little bit more wife power. Pirate gender non-conforming double wife down in a blaze of glory wife story. I think that's about the most quintessential wife experience. And I think all women out there who are wives can agree with me on that point. So double pirate wife, gender non-conforming wife, Caribbean drama shootout. Let her leave it. I just want to agree with everything Dylan said. And uh, these are definitely the quintessential quintessential example of wives. And notice they are working. Mm-hmm. They are stay at home wives because a boat is a house on water. Yeah. Um, and they are living that quintessential wife life. And if I was going to waifu, I'd, I'd waifu one of these ladies if they'd have me. So double wives, pirate life, live it. Boom. Dylan, I want to thank you for telling me this story. This is, I cannot believe this is true, but it is. I Googled it. <laughs> while you're talking because i was like glad to know you were listening to me through the whole story you were just reading along at home i was like okay he said he read this in a book what twilight come on this can't be real this is beautiful <laughs> but i according to wikipedia.org it's a real thing it really happened and i i i'm a pirate person okay i have a cat she has a black eye patch and i named her after a pirate killigrew lady killigrew who was an another awesome woman pirate that you should look up and she has a good wife story so Mm. living the pirate wife style (laughs) i love it i'm gonna definitely live this it's beautiful awesome i'm gonna live it as well i wonder i wonder if historians have put a lot of research into whether or not there were two-dimensional dragons and crickets having daughteroos together that they raised as sunfoos because maybe that's how this all came about you know what are you talking about <laughs> are you talking about mulan fanfic hell yeah no because wasn't she raised by a dragon and a cricket no uh... <laughs> raised by a dragon and a cricket she was raised by a family this is wife pile podcast (laughs) the only podcast that convinces you to be a pirate we want to thank women pirates for giving us rights we want to thank our wives for not existing because that would be against the rules of waifuism we want to thank scott davis for the music for this and all our episodes if you guys are living that wife style of having a internet presence of having a social media account we want you to harness that resource in order to harness our resource and mine our resources to be a resource for you as an everyday resource follow us at lifepile show on instagram twitter facebook um, and hopefully new social apps in the future and if you want to write in to tell us about your relationship with your waifu, uh, you can do that at lifepileshow at gmail.com. And we sure appreciate it. Ryan, have we gotten any emails yet? Oh, yeah. We get emails from uh, junk mail places all the time. <laughs> Thank God. I was worried they hadn't heard about us. Yeah, we get a lot of Apple podcast emails that are like, did you know you have a podcast? And we're like, thank you. Welcome to SoundCloud. What? You've been on SoundCloud for a while. Do you like SoundCloud? Want to rate us? And you know, without those emails, we wouldn't remember to record this show every week. So we're really thankful thank for them. those. Thank you. If you're supporting our lifestyles as lifestylists, we want to thank you. You can catch me this week. I'll be walking all fours around my room, tearing the yellow wallpaper <laughs> off my walls, saying I'm finally out. You tried to keep me in, but I'm finally out. Dylan, where can we catch you? I'm going to be living that lifestyle this week of uh, following Cam around. He's going to be walking around on all fours, uh, tearing at that wallpaper, gnashing his teeth. And I'm just going to be, oh, oh, no, just just hold up, Cam. Just wait a moment, Cam. And I'm going to try to catch him underneath that bubble wrap and then seal him up in there and put a trash bag around. But he's so gosh darn slippery. So that's a work in progress. Mm, Such a slippy Cam. Uh, You know what I'm going to be doing? I'm going to be starting a new business, okay? Uh, it's going to be called waifu for you. I know you can't create your own waifu, but you can pay me to make one for you. Just give me everything uh, you want her to be, and I'll be the god of your waifu. Find me and use my services. Thanks. This is Wife Pile. Wipe your wife on fire. <laughs>
life pile.